Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. On today's episode, we've invited the stress first aid therapist from Sharp Chula Vista, Lindsay DeMoose, who is new in her role at Sharp Chula Vista, but not new to Sharp. Lindsay has worked at Sharp McDonald Center and Mesa Vista since 2013. Lindsay, say hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm Janice Chinquanco, wellness support specialist at Sharp Best Health, and I'm also joined by my teammate, Emily Myhouse. Hi, everyone. I want to say hello back. Hi. Oh, <laughs> hi, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to kind of share with our listeners why we're having this conversation um, and just to get your perspective on everything that's going on, um, one of the jobs that we do over at Sharp Best Health is we we try to spend a lot of time on the units, right? Wandering around, talking to people, asking people about their well-being. Um, and I, I recently was rounding at one of the hospitals and I, I was asking the question, when you come home from your shift, um, either immediately afterwards or in your off time, what do you do to unwind and to recharge and I kind of got the same answers over and over and over again which I totally understood uh, because I do it myself which was uh I go home and I tune out I put on Netflix have a glass mm -hmm. of wine mm -hmm. and then continue uh continue my shift the next day and I said I understand and I'm right there with you and do you feel recharged at the end of that mm -hmm. um and we just started to have sort of this conversation of you know how do we when we feel emotionally physically mentally spiritually exhausted how do we use our time in a meaningful way that helps us feel recharged and not to say that Netflix and wine isn't a <laughs> is, is a bad thing right because it I don't think it is I think there needs to be some sort of balance but I would love to hear from your perspective um how do we recharge so that we feel like we can show up the next day or to our next shift and have all of the energy to to give what we need to give mm -hmm. gosh this is such a good question I honestly think about just as an aside I really think about this kind of stuff so often especially mm -hmm. with in the last two years just because I think one of the things that's come out of the pandemic is that it changes our perception and our concept of time mm -hmm. right where yeah, we mm -hmm. um, really have been forced in a good way, I think, to be intentional about what kind of time we're spending. We've been forced to be aware of how we're spending our time and um, especially just with regard to the physical, emotional, mental toll that the pandemic has taken on us. It changes mm -hmm. our concept of how quickly time goes by, right? So I think it's it's a, an interesting balance of like life going by very quickly, but also incredibly slowly, especially mm -hmm. when we're dealing with the stress of work, with um, mm -hmm. just 
again, fatigue, if we're feeling any sort of like ongoing stress, it really does change how we experience life on a day-to-day basis and what we do with life outside of work, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think the this question of like, how do we recover when we are out of work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we actually recuperate? How do we rest effectively? Like, how do we do what we're supposed to be doing in a way that actually continues to give us energy so we can come back and fight the good fight when we're back, uh-huh. right? And so while this is such a subjective answer and a subjective set of answers, I think it really is a matter of looking at like, how do we actually allow ourselves to rest effectively? How do we rest effectively? Um, How are we realistic about the way that we spend our time with things? When I think about using the stress first aid model, one of the things that comes up is just our tendency when we have experienced any sort of prolonged stress, our tendency to isolate ourselves, to Mm -hmm. check out, Emily, like you're saying, to just like really disconnect from things. And I think a part of that comes from a very protective factor. Like Mm -hmm. we're just really, we're so overstimulated. We're so inundated with things that when we get home, we just want to shut off and disconnect. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And for some of us, it's easier to do that when we don't have kids, young kids. We don't have, you know, demands at home. Um, and for others, it's it's much more challenging, as you can imagine. Right. right? Um, and so. Again, it's a matter of like, how do we take those things into consideration and how are we intentional with the time that we have while recognizing that if we're actively recuperating just by being home and not being in these stressful environments, we might actually just want to disconnect and shut down and like just really turn our brains off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's a helpful thing to that we're discussing this of like looking at what drives us to just want to solely disconnect versus how do we do this in a way that's actually restorative. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to hear if... And I I grapple with this all the time, this question of, you know, I get home and you just you don't feel like you have anything else to give. And it's like, well, I don't I don't know what to do. Like you kind of I kind of have this routine at this point of what do I do to disconnect? So do you have you know thoughts or ideas, recommendations on ways to meaningfully <laughs> disconnect? Is that is that even a, a thing? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um I think you just coined the term, hopefully, but yeah, I mean, um, but I, I love, I love what that evokes in terms of a visual. So what I think is a helpful set of guidelines to utilize is how we do anything is driven by our values, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're in this health healthcare system because all of our values are to serve others, to be able to promote health and wellness and to be able to dedicate a really substantial part of our lives taking care of others, right, through that service. Um, and so that's where, you know, if, if a part of your value set contains the importance of connecting with others, like connecting with our family members, connecting with our loved ones, our spouses, um, in being able to, if I can extend that 
example of service to engage in that connected connection through being present to them, um, then it's not really aligned with our value set when we go home and just want to shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me right now at this point in my career, I'm working more jobs than I should be. I'm okay. working like 12 hour days. I come home and all I want to do, I've been listening to what's all the stressors and the trials and tribulations that people go through. And all I want to do when I come home is just like watch the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to like eat popcorn on my couch yeah. with my dog right be- beside me and watch mm-hmm. the office. But then I realized like, oh, I'm married. I have a husband that I don't see very much. And mm-hmm. what he wants to do when I get home is talk with me. And so my comfort tells me that like, I just want to like, I don't want to talk. I just want to like be in my little cocoon in my bubble right. and just be left alone. Right. But my values override that. So like Mm -hmm. I have to really actually push through that tendency to want to do something that makes me feel good in the moment and connect with the bigger thing. The bigger thing is fostering my relationship outside of work, because if I don't have that relationship, I really don't have a lot. Um, I don't I don't have the energy to give when I'm here because that's so much of my life. Right. Right. And so I I have to it's, it's so important, I think, for us to like take a step back And to look at, hey, what are my values? What are my guiding principles? Like at the end of the day, if I didn't have this job, if I wasn't in this particular environment or situation, like what would still be important to me no matter what? Mm. And how do we align our work? How do we align our rest? How do we align our recovery with those things? Knowing that it's not possible to do that all the time, that's kind of exhausting, but also maintaining that sense of connection to what is truly important to us, regardless of how we feel on a day-to-day basis, which I think is a really important thing, that sometimes our feelings can override our decisions to do something, right? Like this is how I feel right now, this is how I feel in this moment. But again, zooming out and looking at like, hey, what is the most important thing to me that I need to continue to make sure I'm connecting with? Right. And you hit You hit the nail there, Lindsay, when you talk about, you know, our emotions and sometimes we tend to answer with our emotions and answer irrationally. And so when we're exhausted, especially we're not thinking clearly, we may tend to go on that on that um, on that side as well Mm -hmm. Um, and not giving like the most rational answer in the moment. Or we might be a little bit more um, irritated in the moment, just give whatever the answer needs to be given. potentially someone else could like that whoever the person is, is provoking you know that uh, an answer just leaves you alone in that moment right exactly you know just to get it because <laughs> just to get through with it and also the values based Lindsay you bring up a point about you know remembering our purpose you know and especially through this you know now into our third year here and remembering you know why we chose our path and why we chose to have the career that we have. And I, I think that definitely centers around, you know, our value, you know, at the end of the day, this, these are the things we value in life and our careers typically are based around that value. Yeah. Exactly. That's fairly well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lindsay, you said something that really kind of stuck with me and I wonder if it would stick with our listeners as well, but it's sort of this idea of reverse reverse engineering from our values, right? We start with the bigger picture. I really value my time with my husband. So here are the actionable steps that I'm going to take to cultivate that value, right? So maybe it's spending 15 minutes at the end of the day, recapping your day or you choose to, uh, you know, go on a walk together, whatever those steps may be. So, and this may just be me, and I, I would be curious again to hear what your opinion is, but, you know, 
I feel like at the beginning of the day when you have all of your energy and you feel rested and you say yes tonight after work or tomorrow during my free time I am going to spend time doing what I really value and then <laughs> somehow by the end of the day I all these great lofty plans I had to reaching those goals suddenly seem to be a lot harder to execute right. on right mm -hmm. like again at the beginning of the day I'm like at dinner I'm going to make this super healthy meal but to come five mm -hmm. o'clock I'm like but I'm so hungry and tired I just want to grab something right. through the drive-through right so right. I'm curious what do you have any recommendations for making the tough choice easier in the moment right yes. we know it's the right choice for the bigger picture mm -hmm. but we also know that realistically it's really hard at times to actually right. make make that tough choice in the moment when everything else inside of us is wanting to go toward the quick fix or right. the easy mm -hmm. solution exactly yes oh gosh i'm happy to answer this i will <laughs> preface my answer by saying that again i think it's so important for us to like just remember that we're humans and our process of learning and of coping with things is an ongoing opportunity for learning right like it's an ongoing opportunity for continued application of the things that are helpful versus not helpful but this is where it's so important for just us to give ourselves grace in that process right so right. like maybe right. you know five out of seven days i'm really able to be on this kind of stuff and then there are other two it's like i don't i just don't have the energy to yeah. actually hit these goals that I had by the end of the day. So just want to say that. But I think um, this goes, Emily, your question goes back to that the importance of looking at immediate gratification versus delayed gratification, right? Mm -hmm. So again, when, you know, I picture myself coming home and it's like I have at the end of the day, I have like all my stuff in my hand and it's like, I just, the call of the couch, like I just want to <laughs> like hobble yes. to the finish line and get on the couch and then like everything's safe and fine. Um, mm -hmm. But then I have to play the tape forward, especially if I know that responding to that need for immediate gratification, going back to the values, doesn't align with my values. So like for me personally, a part of my values are health, exercise, and my fitness. And so if I am not waking up at a certain time every morning and like going to my room and getting on my Peloton and like doing some sort of exercise, if I'm collectively not doing that, then I really, really regret that um, in retrospect, right? Like I don't feel better. It doesn't allow me to get my stress out. Like it's just as much as I don't want to do it sometimes, I make myself do that. That's part of my discipline, again, that's aligned with my values. But mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm going to compare that to, um, again getting home it's a friday night saturday and it's like all i want to do is just like be in this little cocoon of wine popcorn and like you said netflix um if those things are interfering with me actually being able to live out my values and connect with my values if like i have a couple glasses of wine and i want to sleep in in the morning and therefore i miss my class that i'm signed up to take Mm -hmm. And I have to evaluate, like, is this immediate gratification actually serving me or mm -hmm. do I really need to go back and set a goal and make sure that I'm 
pushing through that discomfort of a desire to do something that feels good in the moment and really like playing the tape forward and being like, well, hey, like I could have this glass of wine. I could have this popcorn or sometimes in my case, it's like cookie dough. <laughs> like I could yes. have that kind of stuff. But am I actually going to be able to do the things that I've set out that I need to do tomorrow in the morning? And so that comes from like having an honest conversation. And and a lot of times I need to tell my husband like, hey, I have to do this. Like I, you know, if you see me doing this other thing, can you please just remind me that I actually have this bigger goal that I need to meet? Yeah, accountability. Um, Yes, the accountability is huge because there's something to be said about like we're really good at being able to talk ourselves into and out of things, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Depending on how we feel, right? So that's where it's helpful to to recruit support and accountability, like you said, Janice, so that we can actually go back to meeting the goals or to doing the things that are not only like better for us overall, but actually allow us to be able to be more resilient, to not just keep picking up these immediate sources of quick gratification when they may not best serve us in the long run. Mm, I love that. I, mm. I, that is so helpful. And I have you heard of the elephant and the writer analogy? No. No? So they, it's a... Um, I think it's by Charles Duhigg was the one who originally talked about it, but he talks about the, the habits and um, the, the two sides of our brain, the emotional side being our elephant, and then the logical side of our brain being the writer on top mm-hmm. of the elephant. And how at the end of the day, the elephant really is in control, right? Mm-hmm. It is the one who's going to lead the writer wherever it wants to go. And it's so it's kind of talking about how do we, knowing this, how do we set ourselves up to be in a position where we are getting our elephant to go in the right direction or the direction that we want it to go into? And and something that you said earlier, it, it uh, reminded me of a quote that said, we like to think of our writer as um, making the decisions for our elephant, but really our writer acts more like a really good lawyer and justifies the decisions that our elephant makes. And it just got me to thinking, like you said, the power of habit of these small steps of doing things over and over and over again that, you know, might not feel good necessarily in the moment, but um, once we get in the habit of doing it, it actually makes those, those decisions so much more attainable and sustainable. I did not mean for that to sound so like <laughs> rhymey, but <laughs> <laughs> but it sticks. It works, no. and that's a really just what you guys both oh, pointed yeah. out. And I just want to go ahead and just like recap that is that the support at home, especially with friends or family, right, is very important because it's one of those things like, hey, Lindsay, like I know you'll feel I, like, especially if like you're kind of tuning into, oh, Lindsay's not feeling well today, for example, Elma's not feeling well. Hey. I know you'll feel better if you go out on a walk, go ahead and do like, go ahead and go take your walk, like even pushing them out the door to go do that. Mm -hmm. Go take the dog out on a walk. Maybe you just need a moment. I know it kind of sounds like, oh, you're pushing me out the door. But knowing me in the end, when you come back, you're refreshed. You've walked out in nature and you get the crispy, fresh air out there. You just know that you've got more oxygen in your brain Mm -hmm. now. You've brought some clarity. And yes, you come hopefully Mm -hmm. coming back into the house with a smile because, yes, you are right. Thank you for supporting me. Thank Mm -hmm. you for giving me 20, 30, 40 minutes, you know, time for myself. Like just that extra support is just accountability again. Like and likewise for the other person. Hey, I know you'll feel better if you go get your your bike 
ride. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you go out and get your bike ride and come yeah. back and you're re- refreshed. But I think it just goes hand in hand with that balance. Absolutely. So what if somebody is in this position where, you know, we're how many years into this pandemic are we? I don't, I don't even we're remember. We're going into our point. third. Okay. So what if somebody is saying like, this all sounds great, um, but I don't even know where to start. Like what, what are my values and what, what does meaningful rest look like to me? What, what could I be doing to actually charge myself and feel, you know, like I have energy and that that time is, is meaningful. What if somebody's just kind of in that position of like, I, I don't know what to do. What would you, mm-hmm. what would you say to that person? Mm, fair enough. I think the first step is just for them to make sure that their basic needs are being met. Mm-hmm. Like, are they sleeping enough? Are they eating? Are they getting out of the house? Like, sometimes I think we overlook that. Yeah. Or just that's come with the pandemic. And so at this point, as we have a little bit hopefully knock on wood of like a clearing and some room to breathe um, after this wave, we can reevaluate that. And so I think that that's an important foundation not to overlook because if our basic needs aren't being met, our decision-making, our clarity, just like our ability to really have insight about those questions, Emily, is very clouded. Like we, we really cannot, we're not oriented in that sense, right? Right. So, but, but so if, if that's what that takes is to make sure that like, Hey, at the the bottom line is like, I really need to figure out how to get back my sleep or to make sure that I'm eating, to spend time with people, even if they're in the room with me that are important to me, like I need to continue to do that uh, or I need to really build that up. Um, But after that, I think that just being able to even like zoom out and maybe to think about, well, what was important to me before the pandemic started? Like if I can find a point of my life where things seemed clear or things seemed a little bit easier or, you know, things just felt different in a way that was actually healthy and helpful, mm-hmm. then that might be a, a good way to be able to identify are what your values are, right? And mm-hmm. then to make determinations about how to instill those, how to con- reconnect to those at this point in this experience for us. Um, usually it comes down to our family, the way that we experience love, our spirituality, our health and wellness, um, our work, obviously, that's a big one. Um, and so I think starting with those like big basic components of everyday life and looking at what areas am I actually feeling pretty or when I'm looking at this, what areas am I actually doing well and connecting with mm-hmm. versus what are the areas that I may have very much veered away from. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And concentrating and then, on those areas first. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And like I said earlier, being realistic and giving yourself grace, if you're far away from those areas, it's understandable that drift has certainly happened with regard to the pandemic. Um, but being able to make a decision about how do I, how can I move closer to the things that once I knew were really important to me that would help give my life a sense of purpose that would make me feel better, that would allow me to be the person that I have really been striving to be and have felt disconnected from, right, mm. for example. Wonderfully said. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emily, do you have any lasting thoughts here to wrap this up? 
I mean, I feel like I could ask Lindsay <laughs> so many more questions, but we'll have to come back. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just want to say thank you so much, Lindsay. I, this personally has been really helpful and something that I've been thinking a lot about. And so to kind of hear it from, from your perspective and also you just, you made it feel a lot more normal and not like, you know, to feel bad about it or guilty about mm-hmm. it, but just mm-hmm. like to take an honest look about, you know, what are your values? What's your overarching purpose? And then how do you set yourself up in a way that you can both meet those values and goals, but also balance it with with this delicate balance between discipline and, and grace, right? Mm-hmm. Having the, the ability to make the harder decision in the moments um, that it, that it, that choice might not be easy, but then also being able to say, you know what, I'm going to take the time to um, to sit down and watch Netflix, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Right. Yeah. So just finding that to find that balance of mm-hmm. uh, of both. And so thank you so much for sharing, and I, I hope we can have you on for for more podcasts and you know, continue our discussion, but, um, I know we're kind of at that 30 minute mark, so I won't keep peppering you with questions. <laughs> okay. We'll Don't forget. That, I'm Pam. delighted to come back. So thank you both so much for having me. And that was very well said what you just summarized. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Emily. Thank, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. We look forward to you all tuning in next time. Be sure to take today's quiz. Um, it'll be linked in the show notes. And I think also, too, that um, I think that it's, it'd be wise for us to even put a link to the, the mental health continuum on the or the stress continuum from Stress First Aid on the show notes as well. So people can always just check in on that. Um, our, our team members can check in on in the, with themselves using that chart as well. So thank you again. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.